Good morning, friends. Welcome back to Snippy's podcast, your bi-weekly dose of positivity. I'm your host Howard. Hello, everybody. I'm Ping, co-hosting this podcast with Howard. So last week we've discussed topics such as how to tell if our dogs are happy, some common myths like tail wagging means a dog is happy and dog smiling. Today we will continue talking about dogs' emotion with Greg. Welcome back to Sniffy's podcast, Greg. Thank you. Now I'm wondering, does our emotion—I mean, owners' emotion—affect our dogs? Absolutely, it does.、Uh, they are very in tune with our general demeanor, our、uh, emotions, our body language. Dogs are very perceptive. So there's not only the behavioral aspect where dogs are very good at recognizing how humans are acting,、uh, but dogs are also very in tune with very subtle things that we might not even recognize. You can think of、uh, medical alert dogs or service dogs who can smell、uh, a diabetic patient and know if they need medicine or if their blood sugar is off. So. Dogs are extremely in tune with things that we might not even know. The small pheromone shifts we might have, or anything like that. There's a, a famous example of a, a cat,、uh, not a dog, but who lives in a hospital. And any time a patient was declining,、uh, the cat would go lay on their bed, and usually the patient would pass within the next day or so. Even the doctors might not always know it, but the cat would extremely accurately predict it、uh, hundreds of times, I believe. So、uh, it was picking up on something, and animals are extremely in tune to that. So dogs can can certainly sense what we might be feeling or how we're acting, and、um, they they may or may not act accordingly.、Um, some dogs, their instinct is to come over and comfort us. Some dogs might notice it but not care.、Um, so it, it varies, of course, but. Um, they they certainly have the capability to sense our emotional state. I wish I could have the same capability as them, so that I could tell immediately whether Chappie is in a good mood or not. Speaking of this, it reminds me that my dog always try to avoid eye contact with me. If he does something wrong, or say something I don't like, it seems that he knows that he knows that I'm not happy. So he feels little guilty. I'm not sure whether it's the right term, but you know that face. You know what I mean, right? So I guess my question here is: Do dogs actually feel guilty? On the other hand, if my dog continuously gives me eye contact, does it mean he's happy? That's a great question. It, it varies from dog to dog and person to person. It can be very specific, but、uh, there have been studies that show. When dogs and their people make eye contact,、uh, dogs feel a rush of、uh, a hormone that is associated with love and feelings of comfort and compassion.、Uh, so some dogs making eye contact absolutely they know it, it's a very mutual, friendly thing. They they feel good about making eye contact with us.、Uh, it can also be a、uh, instigating behavior. Sometimes dogs make eye contact when they want to pick a fight, or if they're really nervous about another dog or a person, they'll keep staring at them.、Uh, so it can certainly go both ways. As far as the sort of guilty look you mentioned, that one's really interesting, because 
a lot of people look at it and they think they recognize guilt on a dog's face, but most likely it's sort of tied into the last question where our dogs are just picking up that we're very upset. And sometimes, whether we mean to or not, we accidentally uh, make it an unpleasant experience for the dog. So if uh, we come home and we find they chewed up our favorite book that we were reading and we get frustrated, uh, our dogs pick up on that and they think, oh geez, that makes me feel bad. But not necessarily in a guilt or a shame way, it's just my person's a little fired up right now. So a lot of times that sort of avoiding eye contact when they are acting guilty, a lot of times that is more of just a, a reaction where they think, okay, my person is not happy right now. So I'm kind of picking up on that and I'm not feeling super relaxed myself. Uh, another example, not that I advocate for this, of course, uh, you know, physically hurting or startling a dog, but the, not to say it doesn't modify behavior and that it doesn't still happen, unfortunately, but if someone comes home and finds their dog had an accident on the floor and they, you know, yell at them or scold them, then the dog gets very upset and isn't happy with that, of course. Uh, so if the person comes home and finds another accident, the dog might sort of think, oh, geez, my person's probably going to yell at me again. So that is probably where the sort of facial expressions and behavior is coming from, not as much guilt or shame. Uh, so a lot of people, that's a very common one for people to accidentally give a human emotion to dogs. But people who have looked into it are pretty confident that dogs aren't really capable of guilt or shame specifically. Um, it's just not something that's really functional for them. So uh, that's definitely a humans projecting emotions a bit on dogs. I see. So basically it is because my dog knows that I wasn't happy last time when he did this. So this time, of course, I'm not going to be happy as well. So. Greg, I know this might not be related to our topic today, but what should we do if we find an accident at home? That's a great question. I actually, myself, I was about to dive into that, but then thought, well, maybe we'll stay on topic. But since you asked, yeah. the, the truth is, if you come home to an accident, there's really nothing you can do, at least in regards to that specific situation. Uh, the best thing you can do is just clean it up with the right kind of cleaner, uh, something uh, enzymatic is the word to look for, that a lot of cleaners make it so that we can't see or smell it, but dogs can still pick up on little bits of their accident. Um, so enzymatic cleaner will get it all out uh, and then just try better for next time. Either manage your environment or um, you know, making sure you're, you take your dog out frequently before you leave. So the, the old idea of showing your dog the accident or putting their nose in it, they have no idea what you're doing. I totally agree. I think yelling at them or showing them the accident really doesn't work. And I think sometimes even the dogs know that they did something wrong. They wouldn't feel guilty instead. They would just try to find another way to do things without being caught. I remember one day I found that Chubby was drinking water from the toilet. Of course, I was not happy with that, and I believe he knew that I don't like seeing it. 
and then the next time I caught him doing it again, but that time he was drinking the water very secretly and making a very low sound, so nobody was able to catch him. Though I did hear him, he's just too smart. So back to our topic a little bit. You know, some families have multiple dogs, and some families just have one dog. I usually hear from my friends who have a dog saying something like, "I'm considering to adopt another dog because my dog is lonely. He wants company, something like that." So, Greg, I'm wondering what's your thought on this. That's a great question.、Uh, it is something that a lot of people run into,、uh, and it can it can go both ways. Sometimes a second dog will. Help your first dog burn off more energy, get more exercise and mental stimulation, and sometimes a second dog will double the amount of effort you have to put into keeping your dogs happy and and healthy. So,、uh, it, it can definitely depend on the dog and the household situation and a lot of other factors.、Uh, dogs are social,、uh, but they also don't necessarily mind being the only dog, as long as They're given lots of physical exercise, mental exercise. Then, that's great.、Um, I think that getting a second dog should definitely not just be for a companion for your first dog. It should be for the right reasons, I suppose. Because, like I said, in some aspects, you will double the work you need to put in yourself of keeping them physically and mentally healthy and happy.、Um, so. It, it can it can depend.、Uh, one fascinating little tangent to this, I suppose, it's still related. One thing I do not recommend is getting two puppies from the same litter.、Uh, that can develop into something that people sometimes call littermate syndrome. But the idea is, if two puppies grow up together、uh, as each other's number one social interaction, sometimes they kind of are. Harder to connect with、uh, from a human's perspective because they've always got each other, and they grew up having this best friend who looks, plays, and acts just like them. And so it's just the two of them in their own little world, and it can be very hard for humans to、uh, connect with them sometimes. Of course, not all the time, but that is something that comes up、uh, fairly common when when people adopt two puppies from the same litter together. Uh, so if you if you do want two dogs, it's usually a good idea to space them out a little bit, and again, making sure you're still able to provide all the right resources, and and as long as they they get along well, then it could be great. Wow, I didn't know this before. You know, since my dream is always to have two golden retrievers, so <laughs> that's good to know. I would like to share that when I took Chubby to friends' houses or sitters' houses. Of course, they have dogs, and I usually found that instead of being interested in and playing with those dogs, Chubby was more into playing with me. So I do believe that it's important for us, as a dog owner, to put more efforts into playing and accompanying our dogs. Exactly. Speaking of companionship, is it a good idea to adopt a cat for a dog? I mean, what do dogs prefer? A cat? Or another dog, you know. I've been seeing lots of cute photos of cats and dogs on Instagram and Facebook. 
I'm always fascinated with those photos. Uh, usually, do dogs and cats absolutely can get along. Um, it and they can coexist very nicely too. But generally, it takes a special cat to make that happen. Um, but also, dogs are I feel much more in tune with other dogs. So if you're looking for specifically another pet companion, dogs certainly get along well with other dogs for the most part uh, within a household. Just their, you know, their play styles are more compatible. They, their schedules are probably more similar. They can communicate more effectively with each other. So yeah, as far as another pet, uh, then I think another dog would, in most cases, help for companionship more than a cat. However, I have certainly seen cats and dogs that play beautifully together and love each other and cuddle and nap together. So it can certainly happen. Okay, I see. I see. Thanks for sharing. I am very curious, Greg. If dogs are not feeling happy, will they eat less or not eat at all? That's a great question. A dog's emotional state can absolutely affect their physical health. Uh, mm -hmm. It can decrease the appetite. Um, it can lead to all sorts of things similar to how we might experience it. Uh, losing appetite is, is certainly a big one. One that I, I run into a, a lot, it's I've worked at a few boarding facilities over the years uh, and, and dog daycares. And sometimes uh, if a dog goes to the bathroom, we'll see that uh, there's blood in their poop. And that always seems really scary. Like, oh, we have to call the owners and call the animal hospital immediately. Um, and it's, it's not something you can just ignore, but it is fairly common in dogs. And it's called stress colitis, which is when a dog is stressed, um, it affects their digestive tract, which makes, uh, which makes them bleed a little bit. Uh, and it looks very scary. It usually resolves itself once the dog relaxes. Um, you know, not to say you shouldn't still be cautious and uh, ask for medical help if, if necessary and check in with your vet. But it's it's fairly common is, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, it, it, it it's due to stress. When dogs get stressed, it manifests in a very real physical way. Um, and that's so that's just one one example. But certainly a dog's emotional state will affect their physical health as well. Oh, that's sad. I think we should really take it seriously and do our best to help our dogs be both physically and mentally healthy. Another thing I'd like to know is that when we are going out for a walk, often Chubby will lower his chest to the ground while keeping his rear legs standing. How do we interpret this behavior? I guess it's related to excitement. That sort of behavior where his butt is sort of in the air, but his front end is sort of laying down. Yeah. Um, that's called a play bow. And like you said, it's often related to excitement. It's been studied a decent amount in dogs. And a really fascinating thing is that a lot of canine species show this behavior too. Uh, so sometimes uh, there have been a few you know, videos around the internet where a fox or a coyote wanders into someone's yard and then their dog is outside and will play bow at the coyote and it will play bow back and then they'll start running around. It's uh, a social signal that's very deep in a dog. It's pretty widely understood. Um, most dogs are able to interpret it correctly and it's uh, 
usually before an intense play session, usually between other dogs, but they'll do it with humans too. And sometimes if you sort of emulate it yourself, if you sort of drop down quickly, you put your hands on your knees, your dog might play about back at you. Like you said, it's, it's usually excitement and it's kind of an agreement that this isn't too serious. Uh, if dogs are about to do a really intense play session, they'll wrestle, they'll put their mouths on each other's necks. Normally that would be really scary and stressful, but uh, if they play bow, they can let each other know this is all fun and games. I don't really want to hurt you. Uh, there, there was one study that had wolf puppies and dog puppies and observed their play bows with each other. So this study would show how the dogs interacted with themselves, how the wolf puppies interacted with themselves, and then they would observe with each other. And uh, pretty consistently, they understood what it meant. And sometimes it would be at the start of play, sometimes in the middle of play, dogs would take a break and separate, and then would play bow at each other to reinitiate. So it's a really solid signal that dogs give pretty consistently. Uh, and it, 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 can sometimes sort of spill over to general excitement, like you said, or when they're just ready to go and want to go play, whether it's with us or another dog. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a fun one to see. And most of the time it's it means a dog is excited and wants to wants to play. That's very interesting. Before I thought it was like a stretch before exercise. Yeah, uh, dogs need to stretch their mus muscles before a workout too, just like people. So um, mm -hmm. sometimes before agility classes, people will have their dogs do behaviors like that on cues to loosen up their muscles. Yeah, that's cute. Thanks for sharing, Greg. Today we discussed some factors that affects dogs' emotion. And I believe we have talked about this here and there. But Greg, can you summarize how to make our dogs happier? I'm sure this is the most important thing our audience would like to know. I think that just letting your dog be a dog, and that can look like a lot of different things. Uh, sometimes some of the happiest dogs I've met were farm dogs who just spent all day, every day, running around dozens of acres, just chasing squirrels, digging holes, rolling in mud. They might interact with their people once or twice a day but they're still extremely happy so you know that's not to say your dog has to live that lifestyle to be happy dogs can be happy in lots of different ways but uh that is one thing to certainly keep in mind is letting dogs do natural behaviors uh, and that can come in a lot of different ways i am always a huge advocate for enrichment feeding uh, which is basically whenever you feed your dog a meal you have them use their brain a little bit to work for it. So puzzle toys or nose work, sniffing out their food, um, or even just working, practicing tricks, making mealtime a training session. It's super easy to work into your routines. Uh, just whenever your dog gets a meal, they're also doing some brain exercise. Uh, and a lot of that mental stimulation kind of emulates foraging or hunting or things like that. So, uh, when dogs get an opportunity to sniff and think and process and move towards a, move through a situation, uh, that's sort of that's one way to let your dog be a dog. Um, of course, lots of physical, well, not necessarily lots of physical exercise, but appropriate physical exercise, 
um, being outside, sniffing, listening, looking at birds chirping, squirrels running around. Those are all great for dogs. One of my favorite things to do with my dog is something called a decompression walk. And that's where I just put her on a super long leash, you know, 30 feet long or so, and bring her out into the woods and kind of let her me around. If she wants to sit down and dig a hole and lie in it for a few minutes, then that's what she can do. If she wants to sniff every single tree we pass, that's what she can do. Uh, it's a really good way to let dogs be dogs in a good natural environment where there's tons of stimulation, lots to see and smell. Uh, it's it's super fun to just kind of let your dog take the wheel for a minute and let them do whatever comes to mind. So yeah, in, in summary, finding ways to let your dog be a dog, uh, whether it's mental stimulation, sniffing, um, you know, playing, interacting with other dogs, uh, things like that are really good for a dog and those will, will generally help them feel happier. Thank you, Greg. I really, really love your quote, let a dog be a dog. And I believe we as owners, we all want our dogs to be happy. Today, we really covered a lot of interesting topics, such as how human emotion affect their dogs. Do dogs feel guilty? Dogs social bow and whether we should have multiple dogs just for companionship. We will put the information of Greg's class below. You will definitely love his class. Thanks for joining us today, Greg. We hope to see you soon next time. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for tuning in today's episode. Your thoughts and feedback are very important to us, so please don't hesitate to reach out. Whether it's a story you'd like to share, a topic you're curious about, or you're interested in joining us as a guest speaker, please email to info at sniffylabs.com. Info at sniffylabs.com. See you next time.